The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Throughout history, dreamers have opened the door for positive change that reshapes the world. Our dreams and stories can also attract individual prosperity and success. Join creative artist Valerie June, Aisha Ophelia, Jacqueline Suskin, and Sarah Walco for The Power of Radical Imagination, a weekend workshop May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Ignite your radical imagination and cultivate positive change. Learn more at eomega.org thrive. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to the Kelly Sullivan Walden Show, where we explore nighttime dreams, daytime desires, and the best ways to transform the tragic into magic. Because let's face it, we all dream, we all have our blessings, and we all have our challenges, myself included. And I don't want any of us to take any of those things lying down, if you know what I mean. I just wrote a book entitled, A Crisis is a Terrible Thing to Waste. It comes out spring of 2023. And in the meantime, I'm excited to explore the topic with you, whether it relates to your waking or sleeping dreams, because we're dreaming all the time, people. So let's make it the best dream possible. I'm so glad you're here. Welcome. Welcome everyone to the, the Kelly Sullivan Walden show. And I am so excited. It's, it might seem strange that I'm so excited to talk about nightmares, but it's, I, I have a wonderful guest that is joining me today and we're going to be shining a lot of light on a very dark subject with the intent to make it not, not so dark. You know, if we can shine some light, it take, what is that saying? It takes just one little light in a dark room to, make it no longer a dark room. So I think we're going to shine as much light as we possibly can. And so let me tell you a little bit about my lovely guest who's amazing. I'm going to put on my spectacles so I can see everything. (laughs) Linda Yale Schiller, MSW, LICSW. She's from Waterton, MA. She is a mind, body, and spiritual therapist, consultant, author, and international teacher. Linda facilitates group dream circles, provides individual, group, and corporate consultation. She trains professionals on working with dreams. She's designed several innovative methods for dream work. Linda's trained in numerous mind-body methods such as EMDR, EFT, energy psychology, Enneagram, and integrated trauma treatments. In addition to her professional work with dreams, she's been involved with her own dream sharing group for more than 30 years. And you can visit her at PTS Dreams. So that's got a PTSD in there, but she combines the D with dreams. So it's www.pts.com 
ptsdreams.com. So Linda Yale Schiller, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining me. My pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. And congratulations on your beautiful new book, PTS Dreams. It is wonderful. I've been reading it and resonating so deeply with it. So let's just, let's get people a little bit of ground. In fact, I know one of the things you talk about in your Gaia method is, um, is to really create a safe space, to bring people in, to bring some resources. So one of the things I like to do is do a little centering prayer, but I might invite you to, to do that for us, if you would be hmm. so kind, if we were in a dream group and we were going to set a safe space, if you're open to that. Oh. That's lovely. You are the first person out of many interviews who's invited me to start with a centering prayer. So I am just delighted. Um, and, and the timing is perfect because right now we are in the middle of the days of awe yeah. between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. So right now, no matter what spiritual tradition you practice, the gates of heaven are wide open. Mm. This is the time just, just after the equinox when the, we, the book of life is open to us to write in what we want to intend and hope for and dream for and create in our life for the next year. So between now and next Wednesday, which is Yom Kippur, to have an intention, to have a kavanah, which means in Hebrew intention, to right into our own book of life, a year of sweetness, of healing, of safety, of protection, connection with beloveds, so that we create the reality we want and we bring light to our darkest dreams between now and the coming year. May it be so. Mm, may it be so. <clears throat> that was beautiful. I love the opening of the gates of heaven and happy Yom Kippur and Rosh Hashanah to you and to everybody who's watching and or listening. Ah, how divine. And isn't there something about, um, I, I'm not Jewish. I did date a man who became a rabbi <laughs> soon <laughs> after okay. we broke up. That's okay. <laughs> He was wonderful. And I remember there was something about, I think it's either Yom Kippur or Rosh Hashanah about, about the, the bringing together of things like the, the idea of making amends. Um, I, I'm yeah. not articulating right, but kind of bringing in the lost pieces of ourselves and bringing things yeah. together. So there are three, um, three legs, if you will, that Jewish tradition stands on, and they're all part of, in particular, this time of year, and it's um, tshuva, tikkun, and bracha, and tshuva yeah. means return, so this is the time of year in particular, though we, of course, we do it all year, when we return to who we are, we return to our best self, where we, we bring in, just as you're saying, the lost parts of ourselves. If we're thinking about trauma, we bring back in the dissociated parts of ourselves that need to be healed, that may or may not be showing up in our traumatic nightmares. Um, tikkun is a word that means repair. And it's a time to repair our relationships with ourselves and with other people and with 
the world at large. And actually when Barack Obama was um, inaugurated, he used that phrase um, that what, the reason he was stepping up to be president after being elected was to do tikkun olam, which means repairing the world. Oh, wow. Kind of intending to repair the world. Oh, um, beautiful. Thank you. And oh. then the last piece, which connects to that, is bracha, which means blessing. So the injunction then is once we've repaired our relationships with other people, which is what uh, with, with nature, with ourselves, with other people, and with God, that's what Yom Kippur is really about, then we can be a bracha, then we can be a blessing and take that healing out into the world and share it with others. Well, that's kind of a complete package. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we're done. All right. And curtsy. Mic drop. Done. <laughs> it's wonderful. Okay, so what inspired you to write this book to write a book about pts dreams and mm -hmm. i know on the other end of this there's there's ptsg so i want right. to talk about that arc how did you Absolutely. get what inspired you so um as i you mentioned in the introduction as a psychotherapist i have been doing trauma treatment for over 40 years and I've also been a dream worker and been immersed in doing a lot of different types of dream work for you know, pretty close to 40 years as well. And I wrote my first book, which is called Modern Dream Work, New Tools for Decoding Your Soul's Wisdom. And that's also with Llewellyn. And it came out about two and a half, almost three years ago. And I knew I had another book in me, but I wasn't planning to write it so soon. I knew it was mm. going to be about PTS dreams because so many people that I work with struggle with nightmares. And then the pandemic hit and the world locked down and we were all going a little crazy and people were having nightmares out of this world. So I really felt called to get it out sooner rather than later. Mm -hmm. um, so between the pandemic and global warming and Black Lives Matters and the war in Ukraine and, and violence. And that's just on the global level, right? Right, and, and then, we'll add Masa Amini, the, the young girl that got killed in Iran that's, that's been, mm -hmm. that's, that so many people, have, so many of my dear friends are protesting and I joined them last week and that's mm -hmm. such a heartbreak just mm -hmm. to add that. And my Absolutely. sister in Puerto Rico with a hurricane just hit and oh, oh my God, so many things. Oh, so She's many okay, things. but yeah, keep oh, going. I'm glad. Yeah, so those things are obviously, we're still experiencing a, yeah. a tumultuous time, but those hadn't happened yet when I started writing the book, but they're, they're continuing to happen. Um, but I just felt called to kind of not wait sort of so other people you know had more time on their hands because we weren't going to restaurants and we weren't going out to the movies right. so some people you know learn to knit or you know bread <laughs> or I drink said, a lot of okay. wine or eat okay, okay. why well, I, I wrote a book um that was my sort of my pandemic project if you will um so the, the interface between the world traumas we're experiencing and the personal traumas that every person may be carrying from their own lives and their own family histories um were the impetus for writing a book and to, say that. As I said to bring some light and to bring some methods to to bring healing into into these dark places that was a very positive use of 
pandemic time. <laughs> so thank you so much for doing that. Um, and so what I, I'm the, the book that I just wrote that's coming out in January is very similar, even though it's based on some of it on dreams, but mostly based on the waking life reality or waking dream. It's called a crisis is a terrible thing to waste. The art of transforming the tragic into magic. And I found it so fascinating when I discovered PTG and you added the S to that, the spiritual aspect. So post-traumatic growth, you call it post-traumatic spiritual growth. So this is a relatively unknown. I mean, everybody knows about PTSD and they can imagine PTSD as it relates to dreams. That's not a leap or a stretch for most people, but PTG or PTSG, this is, it seems like it's a relative, it's not completely in the zeitgeist yet, yet right. until right now, bam. So what is okay. this? <laughs> that's great. Well, I have to tell you that that's one of my most favorite therapeutic words when, I, when I'm working with clients is they'll say, I can't do this, or I don't know how to do this. And I'll say, yet. Yet, yet, yes. yes. <laughs> I, yeah, I love that part. I highlighted that. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, a good word. Um, so PTSG. So the last chapter actually in the book is from PTSD to PTSG, post-trauma spiritual growth. And that's kind of the, the summation of not only my approach, but that of other people as well, is that we are all meant to heal. We are all meant to have our metabolism return to, to equanimity, return to homeostasis. This is a precept of a, a therapeutic process called ADEP um, by Diana Fosha, where we're not meant to stay wounded. Things happen. We can't get through this life without some pain in our lives, but we're not meant to stay there. So we want to move through these dark places and to be looking out as we're doing the healing, sort of if we're walking through the rubble at our feet, we want to be on the alert for the gifts and the healing and the diamonds in the rough. And when we have done enough of our healing, we not only come out as good as we were before, but often better. And there's the spiritual growth. Mm -hmm. So one thing that I love about this whole PTS dreams to PTSG is the the idea that maybe even when we're in the midst of the trauma to yes. just know that that could be out there somewhere that the that there's there could be some gold in them their hills there could be some blessing in in disguise that we just don't know about yet maybe it's i feel like that in and of itself is healing so yeah so what are some oh sorry go ahead <laughs> No, um, hang on one second. So what are some of the best ways to be able to navigate? I, I know that there's many ways you talk about in your book, but your your Gaia method mm -hmm. is mm -hmm. is very special. So can you mm -hmm. tell us a little bit about the Gaia method as a as a bridge to go from PTS dreams to the PTSG? Sure, thank you. And just to back up to your previous question a minute ago, um, I think you were starting to ask, like, what's something that, that's helpful when we're in the middle of, of yeah. trauma? Yeah. And 
there's there's the thing that happens to us, the traumatic event or events that either happen to us or that we're living through. And then there's our reaction and response to them. So the combination of the two is what creates our internal distress. So if we can remember that there's hope, if when we're in the darkest times, there's something that allows us to have hope, that's sort of the beacon of light to, to head towards. And that's the orientation. Reminds me of, and I'm gonna to get to the Gaia method in a second. Yes, Reminds yes. me of the story of Pandora, you know? So Pandora and mm. her curiosity opened the box and let loose all manner of, of, of evil and pestilence and, you know, disasters into the world. And she, she slams the, the, the chest shut. But what we often don't know in um, the Western telling of the story is there's one thing that didn't escape. So when she opens the chest back up, what's still there is hope. Oh, wow. And that's the message from Pandora that, that, that gets shut out of, of our modern telling of it sometimes. Oh, that is so interesting. I don't think I had, I had really landed on that. I thought you were going to say the, the good thing is that it was out of the box. It's, I mean, that it's like, we can't do, we can't do anything about it if it's all shoved in a box, but if it's out, yeah, it's messy and, a, and disruptive and awful, but then we can actually, like right now in some ways, there's a lot of political dissonance. So, I mean, there's a lot of it. And the good news is it's out for us to see. It's not just hidden in a box. So, but this is, but this is different about the, the hope. Yeah. So Pandora's story is when the box gets opened, all, all the horrible negative things like the demons and the devils and the monsters are out in the world. So that's not so good, which is it's a little bit what we're living through right now. Right. But what yeah. didn't get lost out in the world is, is the hope. And that's what we're hanging on to. That's and yeah. that's our our um, our light in the darkness, our, our, our diamond in the rubble. So let me jump from there to your, your question yes, about yes. Gaia method. Mm -hmm. So one of the things in, in doing trauma treatment or in working with scary nightmares is that we want to be respectful and careful to not go too fast, not push too hard. Um, particularly sometimes new dream workers get very excited about, oh, this might mean that, and this means that, and here's my ideas, and what do you think? And they can, in their uh, eagerness, um, go faster than the dreamer's actually ready to go. Right. So right. With trauma, we have to really respect pacing. And in IFS, mm. which is internal family systems, it's a therapeutic uh, style of work. You know, there's a saying, we only go as fast as the slowest part of you can keep Oh, okay. Wait, pause right there. I think that needs pause to, ah, right uh, I think we just need to drink that in. Ah, mm. uh, I so am resonating with that. Yeah. There's the speedy part that is Olympian that is that can go that can leap miles ahead and leap mountains and and then there's the little teeny part that's it's like mm, mm -mm, I'm sucking my thumb and I'm underground and and yeah you go too far too fast you split off from those aspects Ooh, right. thank you for saying that okay very good continue <laughs> can deep. you put um put pause for just one second please? yeah Okay, so there's the part that goes really fast, and then all the parts in between, and then the part that is slow, and we can only go as fast as the slowest part of us. How did you phrase that? That was beautiful. 
Yeah, that we only want to go as fast as the slowest part of us can keep up. Yeah. If we rush too quickly into sort of the belly of the beast, into the heart of the nightmare, we can run the risk of re-traumatizing the person that we're working with. And, and that's the last thing we want to do because our first order of business is always do no harm. So yeah. we really want to move slowly and respectfully. And I'm going to describe the Gaia method and just to say that we don't need to use this sort of exquisitely slow, careful method with every dream or nightmare that we have. Not even with every nightmare, because some nightmares are just mildly upsetting or a little bit worrisome, but they're not full throttle terror uh, events in our life. So we can discern between something we can move a little bit more quickly through and those that we either know or we suspect are connected with trauma in our life. Can we do this with a with an example? Like, can we use a little example as you're teaching this so that it it lands? Sure. Would you like to? Sh- I don't know if you've ever. She's nodding. Yes. Uh, ever had a, a I've got a, I've got a lot of them of my mm-hmm. own, and but I happen to have two from last night that I'd oh, like wow. to. Yeah. So I think the one I want to. I'll just. It's it's pretty short. So here, here it is. Can I, oh, so how should we start then? <laughs> so what I just did with you is yes. I started the process of working with Gaia. Okay. So if somebody comes to me or to you and says, I had this really scary nightmare. Mm-hmm. The first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to say, would you like to talk about it? Brilliant. Yeah, because just because they have the dream doesn't mean they're ready to air it out. Just saying that they have it. It's kind of like, I've got a scar, I've got a boo-boo, I've got something that they might not be ready. We can't assume that they are. Exactly right. Perfect. That's right. So, you know, that slowly and that respectfully, and then, and then I follow their lead. So if the person, as you did, says yes, and they want to tell it, I, then I let them tell the nightmare. And then after they tell the nightmare, my next question is going to be, do you want to talk about it? Because they might uh, want to just share what happened. And right. they're like, that's well, I'm just airing it out right now, but we're not going to touch it and we'll put it away and we'll come okay. back to it in time. So should I, in time with this, shall I, shall I tell you the piece of the nightmare? Throughout history, dreamers have opened the door for positive change that reshapes the world. Our dreams and stories can also attract individual prosperity and success. Join creative artist Valerie June, Aisha Ophelia, Jacqueline Suskin, and Sarah Walco for The Power of Radical Imagination, a weekend workshop May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Ignite your radical imagination and cultivate positive change. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. It was, um, it was as if there had been a whole lot of kind of earth shattering things that had happened. And, and I was in a time, it was like in a time of peace in between, like things had just resolved. And I was telling somebody 
like an ally of like a friend, maybe before the next thing happens, kind of as if I knew there was going to be another another disruption, almost like on a global scale. What if we what if we instead of reacting to it, what if we went toward it ahead of time so we could see it coming before it even becomes upsetting? And she said, yeah, great idea. So I was wandering through this city, kind of looking for signs of what could be the next explosion or what could be the next rocking thing. And all of a sudden, everything was peachy keen, lovely, sunny day. And out of nowhere, I saw this big military truck driving up the road and I went, boom, that's it. So focus on that. And then all these military men started running out of the military truck and they were carrying plutonium. And in my waking reality, I don't really know what plutonium is. I know that it's not good. It's not a healthy thing. And it was contained in these little, these metal vials. Mm -hmm. And one of them slipped out of the hand of one of the soldiers and it went rolling down a hill. And and I was, my job, I was gathering the children, all these little kids, and I was trying to keep them safe and kind of trying to hide them. And that was all I remember. And I was having a good time with the kids, kind of playing with them and keeping them happy, keeping them good. And, but I didn't exactly know what to do about the rolling down the hill plutonium. That was, so it ended in a state of, it wasn't resolved. I was kind of in the middle of it. So that's a powerful dream. <laughs> so before I ask you any other questions, Kelly, yes. do you want to talk about it and work on it? Sure. Okay. Are you kidding with Let's... you? Yes. Sign <laughs> me up. <laughs> so that, just, just to follow my own, you know. Of course. Of course. Um, so looking at the dream, there, there's several unique parts to the dream. So what I would I want to do next is ask you what you gave us is the um, the storyline narrative like this happened and then this happened and here's the setting so that's the story of the dream. So what the difference between a dream and a nightmare is what the emotional narrative yeah. of the dream is. So I want to find out what makes this a nightmare for you. So could you walk us through the dream and say what are your emotions in each part? Because this is a got a couple of different parts to it. Yes. So the first emotion is sort of calm, relief. All is, all is, it feels like all has been restored to equanimity. So I'm, I'm relatively peaceful. I'm, I'm very peaceful, but there is this sense that turbulence has just happened and turbulence is coming. So there's this anticipatory, a little bit of anticipatory stress as I'm looking around trying to find what's going to be the next thing. And then the stress escalates when I finally see these military people and I think, oh God, and they, it feels overwhelming because there's, it feels like it's something that I'm not equipped to be able to just easily fix or handle. I don't know what I'm going to do. What is the emotion right there for you? The emotion is overwhelm um, and stress, worry, and um, yeah. And, and then it switches to me taking care of the kids, which, um, so there's, there's, there's still, yes. 
So you 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 did something really interesting right there, Kelly, which is mm -hmm. very common, is you you jumped past what I imagine is the most distressing part of the dream. Yes, yeah. So let's, if it's okay, yeah. can you wake up for a minute and just say what your emotions were when they dropped a container with plutonium and it started rolling down the hill? Right. Did you notice how so you missed it? <laughs> yes, yes. I think there, it didn't feel that emotional because it was more of a thought that that's probably not a good thing okay. because i really don't know this this isn't okay. my world but i but i had this thought like oh that might be the cause of the thing but it wasn't yeah. like the disaster happened it was more like i wonder if that's it so okay. so it felt like um all, it felt like it was it was almost more distressing to see all the all the all the military guys okay. kind of running around with their so doing you, their thing. That was the most distressing part of the dream. Yes, and then it just okay. kind of signaled that something could be happening because right. of this other thing, but I don't know enough about that to know for sure. Okay. okay. Mm -hmm. And then it was like what the then it felt less distressing because I felt like I had some control over mm. taking care of these kids and hiding them and and keeping them well, even though there was an underlying stress that was running the show, what was on the surface of it was was kind of comforting because it was where I have a strength and where I, I felt like I was being effective and and there was joy. It was like I was attending to the the my the child part of myself was attending to the child part of them. And there was it was about joy and happiness. Even though I don't know if you ever saw um oh God life is beautiful the that won academy awards it took it was about the holocaust and about a father and son and the father plays games with the son throughout the holocaust so the son never knows that the holocaust had been going on the whole time Ooh, i hadn't put that but that's kind of that was like what i was doing so you just did something else is you you made an association just now i hadn't before but yeah and what you said that you don't know is what plutonium is yes comic bomb okay so your unconscious probably knew that mm. but your unconscious just informed your conscious mind and said oh i have an association to this movie about the holocaust yeah so your dream was possibly related and this is if it were my dream, right? Because mm -hmm. I'm not presupposing I know what your dream means, mm -hmm. but if it were my dream and I had that association with mm -hmm. plutonium filled container, I'd be like, oh shit, this could be really bad if we don't like do something. Right. So we'll take a deep breath. I'm going to bring it back to the Gaia method. When you put your attention on this dream, Kelly, on a scale of zero to 10, how big is your upset? If zero is uncommon, relaxed, and is the worst upset I can think of. No right or wrong. In general, right. in general, yeah, if I look general. at the whole dream overall, I would say a five. That's that's what I would guess because there are a lot of different parts there. Yeah. And right now, if you were going to give the dream a title, what would you give it? This thing. Right. Anticipating the worst. Hmm doing 
my part. Mm. Okay. With the subtitle, I guess. Yeah. So what's unique and interesting about your dream is although there are certainly nightmarish qualities, right in the dream, you already are accessing resources. Mm -hmm. So many people, when they have nightmares, don't know that there are any resources to be had. It's just mm -hmm. all bleak and scary and overwhelming. Right. So because of who you are and, and your life and the work you do, even in the middle of a potentially nuclear disaster, <laughs> right? right. You're, you're still, you know, um, you're in this in-between time of peacefulness and equanimity. And you're saying, hey, what happens if we go toward it? And then the bad thing happens. And then at the end, you're, you're using your strength, right? So your scary part of your dream, the, the military guys, is mm -hmm. already bookmarked by your strengths and your powers. Mm. Ooh. I have one other little thing that just popped mm. in. There was, I think about this movie a lot, Minority Report. Did you ever see that movie? That one, I don't think so. I've heard of it, but oh, I don't know. Many years ago with Tom Cruise, who is not my favorite person on the planet at the moment, but he was good in the movie. And it was about a futuristic world that was sort of utopian because the police force used these psychic beings to anticipate where crime would happen in the future. And oh. because they knew it was that it was off in the future, they were able to do corrective work to make sure that the crime didn't happen. So in this futuristic society, there had been no crime in, I don't know how many, maybe a hundred years or many years. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it was, and as a result, there it was a very safe and beautiful world. And of course there's other mm -hmm. things that are not so great, but but mm -hmm. I love that movie because I love the idea of if you if we're wise enough, if I'm wise enough, then I can see it coming way before it happens. Then I can reposition, I can re-maneuver things so that whatever it is just kind of whisks on by without completely annihilating the world. So there's just that little association as well. Great. So we're not going to need to do full press Gaia method because you've already got your dream like sandwiched, your, your nightmare is already sandwiched in, in resources. But if yeah. it wasn't, and we can still I do it. I love that. I love that phrase, one, sandwiched bridge, in resources. And yeah. then there's part two. Okay. Part one, the bridge, and part two. Okay. You know what? Let's back up for one second because- one, I just want to say something about resources. I'd love it if you could unpack what you mean by resources for anybody who's watching or listening. And this is a new concept. This is so special and so important. So can you just kind of define what you mean by that? So the Gaia method rests on two legs and one leg is on active imagination Gaia stands for guided active imagination approach so one leg of it is Jungian style active imagination the other leg is based on best practice trauma treatment and in particular I'm an EMDR practitioner and one of the aspects of doing EMDR eye movement desensitization and reprocessing which is a an integrated body mind way of healing from trauma is that before we deal directly with the trauma, we first make sure that the person is resourced and we help them find a safe place, 
find safe people. And we do what's called installing the safety using the eye movements to install a sense of safety first. And then we have them put their attention on the traumatic events that they need to heal and resolve. So I'm using the same principle here in working with the nightmares. So step one is we find resources to keep you or any dreamer or nightmare sufferer safe before we go poking around inside the scary dream. Brilliant. Thank you. What a concept. (laughs) So I would ask you if we needed to, and you may or may not. So you've already got in your dream, in the beginning, you're, you're with a friend or an ally. And the two of you are having this great conversation about how do we deal if we see something, you know, that's another um, apocalyptic or scary thing that's going to happen. And the two of you decide, well, we're going to move toward it, mm-hmm. which is pretty amazing. So what I'm guessing is you, the two of you or you must have already felt pretty resourced to be able to move toward something scary. Right. So I would ask people, what do you need? And you can answer this as if you weren't resourced, but if you were to go to a scary place where you would be overwhelmed or threatened, what would you need? People, Mm. real or imaginary, divine Mm. or human in this life or over the, over the, the bridge to the other life, what people or pets or objects or um, clothing mm. items or magical things, what would you need to feel safe and protected? Oh, you know, what's so interesting is I've read your book and I'm familiar with this technique, the idea of, but you asking it to me right now, mm. it feels revelatory. It feels like, like we just, you just are teaching me about the wheel and it's like, oh, you can do things with this. Like out of nowhere, I'm thinking of mm. what resource, if I could be inside the dream and bring them in before going, it's not before just my friend, bef- right, my friend and I, we were ill-equipped. It was just the two of us with our, with our gutsiness, but it wasn't, I mean, if I, if I really had all my faculties, I'd say, bring on Archangel Michael bring on those super bring on all the archangels for god's sakes and i know you talk about the archangels and in a beautiful way in your book bring them i would say bring them all on i would imagine that i was flanked by them and surrounded by them and that i had this powerful suit on that was i made i was made impenetrable and there would be so that i wasn't just going after something that was way beyond my skill level that it's like I would I would make sure that my allies were bigger than whatever that little plutonium thing might be. Gorgeous. So when you've got all around you, and this is how the prayer goes, right? Archangel Michael's going to be on your right, Gabriel, Archangel Gabriel on your left. In front of you is Uriel, and Uriel means the light of God. Gabriel is the strength of God. And behind you, you've got Raphael, which is the healer of God. So you're surrounded by them. Above you, you've got the Shekhinah, the indwelling presence of the divine. You've got your impenetrable magic suit. And you've got all the allies you possibly need. Anything or anyone else you want to name 
before feeling really safe enough to go in and deal with military men and plutonium? I think I could probably go on all day with adding more resources, but the only other thing I would add right now is I would, I would imagine all the angels, all the protections surrounding all of the other people while my mm. friend and I and our, the archangels go toward this, I would have everyone else that is that would be vulnerable to this, this mm. explosion, I would have them also be resourced substantial like way more than than whatever the whatever the disruption could be yeah so that i wouldn't feel like i had to be divided going after it and then also caretaking and kind of so yeah wow so you're really <laughs> taking care of yourself and your friend and everybody else on the planet before you go and confront these this scary thing yeah so gorgeous so now that your attention as you said won't be divided and you've got all these resources protecting you and protecting the others. The next step would be I'd invite someone before going inside the dream or into the scary part to from the outside, peek inside the dream and mm. see if there are any missing resources that were already there that you might have neglected to mention or forgot to mention or just didn't notice the first time. Because that might mean, oh, already inside of you were resources that you can identify. Oh, yeah, I would absolutely, I would, I would imagine somebody would bring in an expert on plutonium and how to, un, how to, um, I don't know, <laughs> Dis, I want to say like unplug it or dislodge it or, or mm. make it neutralize it. So somebody who was an expert, because I'm not that. Um, so, so you would add to your add. posse. Of yeah. Angel, right. You'd add a plutonium expert. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And some and military you... expert that has that. And it might be one in the same, or it might be a couple people, one that would manage all those military people that are running into the streets. I would have some higher level more spiritual military person rally those people up and 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 do the work with them to understand what was causing them to to do what they were doing and to to manage that so that maybe i wouldn't i wouldn't even have to right so i want to make sure that we have time to get through your dreams. Yes. We've only got about 15 minutes. Yes, so exactly. We so we can just zip, zip, zip. <laughs> but this is you getting great. Back. You went back and instead of going into the dream, you went back outside and you said, I'm going to bring with me these other people too, and these other beings. Yes. Yeah. Perfect. Because you already have an ally inside your dream and you said, my friend or ally. So you already yeah. knew there was a safe, protective person there in the dream. So yeah. now with your ally who's already there, your friend, and all of these angels and beings and, and plutonium experts and spiritual military leaders, is there anything else you need before going inside the dream? Are you safe no. enough? No, I'm Great. good. Oh God. You ready to go in? Sure. Yes. So what's the point at which you want to go inside the dream? Where do you want to enter it? Hmm. Well, I don't know if this is a want to, but it feels like maybe the most important place is, okay, it's, it's where I'm talking to my friend and now I'm realizing it's my best friend. Mm. And we're 
kind of anticipating this thing. So we're, we're having this conversation. That's where I would enter it. Okay. So go ahead and stay grounded together with me, mm -hmm. but go ahead and enter the dream with all your resources mm -hmm. and be in the interest of time. And because I know you're of a course. very well person, I'm going to zip us along just a little bit. Yes, of I course. I invite you to take all of your resources with your suit and your angels and your Plutonian expert. And I want to invite you to fold time and hop forward till you see these military guys. Mm -hmm. And it's really scary. Mm -hmm. And then you see they have these containers of plutonium. And one of them slips and you said it rolls down the hill. And then toward the end, you're going to be taking care of the children. If you could intervene in the dream, and you can, because this is your dream, and you can go back inside and you can change it around. This is now the waking dream work. This is part right. two of the Gaia method. We're in the dream. We get to interact with the dream characters and objects and make some changes if we don't like either the way the dream ended or what was going on in the middle. What would you like to do to have this dream end up in a positive, safe way rather than, oh, nuclear disaster is imminent? <laughs> Well, the the interesting piece is that just in the identifying of all those resources, and I feel more than just like a resource sandwich, I feel, I feel like there's, I'm just like surrounded by resources. And now the, the, the difficult part of the dream feels very tiny. And I mean, it's like, just like a pin, like a needle needle in the haystack that that's right there. So the piece that I, I imagine going into now would be, okay, now that there's all this resource, I would want to have a conversation with who called on the military and why, and like, why did that even have to happen? And it would be more of a conversation as opposed to a physical kind of a thing. And there would be just, and I'm imagining now for the sake of time and also just zipping through that, that it's this very sad, scared energy that is hyperbolic, that is just, mm -hmm. that thinks that it needs to be World War V when really it's just afraid, sad, scared. So it's actually really a tiny, like what's underneath the whole military operation is just this teeny, tiny, little terrified sad broken little person that just needs to be held and loved and understood and so so what you did really beautifully kelly is that you went straight to the shadow and you found what is the core of the shadow side mm -hmm. so as a beautiful and wonderful way to work with the dream and you can continue to do that. And if there's time, we can continue to do that. But I'm going to say, if it were my dream, right? Yes. I'm resonating with something in particular. And what I'm resonating with is that escaped container of plutonium. plutonium. Mm -hmm. So it's like, mm, if this were my dream, I don't want to leave that thing having rolled down the hill and possibly be danger in danger of exploding. Because no matter how much I protect the children, if this container of plutonium explodes, we're going to be a mess. But I already right. assigned a plutonium expert to that. Oh, but you didn't say that he or she took care of it. 
oh, in my mind, they did. They, okay, so, so yeah, okay, that's. Good to say it out loud. Okay, yeah, that's so good. Thank everyone you. Everyone around knows. That's so good. Put, yeah, that's so great. I didn't know, right? You, you already sent your Plutonian expert off and he or she and the, took care of neutralizing. Yes, exactly. So now there's no more danger of potential nuclear disaster. Correct. Thank oh, well, you. thank you very much for being so efficient. No, he's really good. Not. He's good. That, yeah. Oh, this resource is. You brought the best. Yeah. Now you, you already zipped ahead of us and you found what's behind this, you and your spiritual military leader who can see the overview of what feeds this desire for war and destruction and harm is, is, is a small broken person. And, and that's the part of, of all of us, right? That needs yeah. love and attention and healing. And, and there you are already at the end of your dream comforting and protecting the children. So if that military person who ordered the men in the tank to come and you know mess up the world, if that small part of them could get the love that you're giving to the children, then we wouldn't have anything to worry about. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Thank you for that dream. Whoa, I had no idea. I that oh, that was beautiful. That really I feel like it stitches together so many parts of myself and from mm. the everyone in my dream is me perspective. I feel mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what a beautiful process. Mm, thank it's you. really and I love the even kind of the wordplay of Gaia it being like the earth mother it feels very earth mothery it feels like the goddess of all goddesses being that held <laughs> by that yeah that's not an accident and I really I appreciate that. that gentle that gentle and careful way of of entering in and mm. and fortifying me and the dreamer with with all the resources that one would possibly need and imagine and then also getting that other perspective of somebody outside the dream poking in and and looking at i love i love this whole beautiful methodology mm. and i i just as we're as we're wrapping this up i couldn't feel more wonderful i'm just this is one of the reasons why i love to say a nightmare is um and a crisis is a terrible thing to waste it's it's a wonderful thing to actually behold and to go through the alchemy on one of the things you say in your book is if we change the way oh this is a quote from wayne dyer that you phrase so perfectly and it's perfectly placed in the book if we change the way we look at things the things we look at change mm. Love that. And your quote that comes from you is what we don't metabolize must meta might metastasize. How do you say it? Say it exactly right. What we aren't able to metabolize, we will run the risk of metastasizing. Run the risk of metastasizing. Yeah, because it's all in, we hold it here in our body. So thank you for helping me to metabolize this, mm. this energy that now I can, now I see this dream. It, it feels like a very different dream to me. I feel so empowered so by it. So what would you say now, <laughs> if you look at the dream, 
zero to 10, how big is your upset? And, and do you have a new title? Yeah, my upset. I don't, I don't feel upset at all. So it went so, from a five to a zero. Yeah, from to yeah to a zero, to a zero. And my title is, I, I don't remember what it was going in. It was, it was anticipating, anticipating the war. The war. Um, the worst, I think you said in doing Right. I feel like it's about soothing, soothing, soothing the war maker so that mm. there doesn't have oh to be a goodness. war. Oh, I just got chills when I heard that. I thought soothing was a beautiful title all by itself. And then you added soothing the war maker. Wow. Wow, beautiful. Linda Schiller, Linda Yale Schiller, you are a true Gaia goddess on this planet. PTS Dreams is now available, everyone. Run, don't walk and get it, but go as slow as you need to go so that all <laughs> parts of you are, are on track. Let's, as we're wrapping this up, make sure, let's give people, the, the, the website is ptsdreams.com. So that's one place they can go. And you have a YouTube channel now as well. So can everything be found? Everything can be found on ptsdreams.com. The, I, I, I'm going to be putting the YouTube channel up literally in 10 minutes. Awesome. Because, um, by the time this comes out, it, it will be up and running. Yeah. Um, Great. So if you, the YouTube is a, um, the interview of the book launch where I'm in Great. conversation with my colleague who's an EMDR practitioner. One quick thing I want to say before we wrap up that's important is yeah. one of the steps of doing this work is that when we have gone through traumatic events, very often, usually, in fact, we are alone. We are not resourced. We have no one to accompany us. So part of doing this work is you don't have to be alone anymore. Right. So if you have difficult dreams, in addition to picking up the book, talk about it with your spouse, with your partner, with your friend, with your colleague. And if you think or know that you have trauma in your life that you haven't been able to metabolize, seek professional help. Don't hesitate to ask for the kind of help that not only you need, but that you deserve. We want to make sure that we put that out there. That was perfect. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Linda Yale Schiller. You are wonderful. Congratulations on the launch Thank of this you. glorious book at such a time as this. Thank you so much. Sweet dreams to you and everyone watching and or listening. Don't take your dreams lying down. May, they, <laughs> may your best ones all come true. Thank you for listening to the Kelly Sullivan Walden Show. If you enjoyed this episode, take a moment to like, subscribe, comment, and share it with your friends. My show can be found on Apple iTunes, YouTube, Google Play, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to pre-order my new book, A Crisis is a Terrible Thing to Waste, go to your favorite online or brick-and-mortar retailer, then head on over to kellysullivanwalden.com tragic to magic. Input your order number and redeem your bonus gifts. I'm also excited to be offering a new live DreamWork practitioner training. So if that calls to you, 
go to kellysullivanwalden.com forward slash dreamwork. If you'd like to join me for the live recording of these shows, most Wednesdays at noon Pacific, you can find me on Facebook at Kelly Sullivan Walden Dreams. If you have a question about your dreams or about how to transform your tragic into magic, email me at kelly at kellysullivanwalden.com. Until next time, remember, a crisis is a terrible thing to waste. And as you awaken to the power of your dreams, you make the world a lighter, brighter, more beautiful place, one dream at a time. Sweet dreams. Intuition is our spiritual GPS and the single best tool that we have for navigating our lives. I'm Victoria Shaw, and on my Intuitive Connection podcast, I will share with you the ways to connect with your intuition and awaken the gifts of your soul. In each episode, I'll draw on my own intuitive gifts and my training as an Ivy League trained counselor and psychologist to help support you in reaching your highest potential. Start listening now on Mind Body Spirit FM Podcast Network or wherever you find your podcasts.